0: Pluck, 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 pluck. Growing out the pod with Kara Manueli and Amanda Hunt. Hey furries. Thanks for tuning in to growing out the pod. It's me, Amanda. It's me, Kara. We're doing great. We hope you're doing great. Kara, are you doing great? Actually shouldn't speak for us.
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Piper right now is on a shoot with Brian. So I'm, um, here by myself with, with a little hazy doggy in the mm-hmm. bedroom <laughs>
0: recording this in the bedroom today.
1: Cause who knows when they'll come home.
0: Right. And that's, and that's the gift of living with other people. You never know. Yep. I I'm doing it in my, in my living room. And if someone came in, I would get really upset. Yeah. It'd be I weird. Would I think be be so scared. Yeah. yeah. I would not like it. Kara, mm-hmm. what's your hair story?
1: My hair story is today. Uh, oh, I got my, um, I got this stuff called it, it, I, an oxygen, oxygenization, like Mr. So it's like, um, you know how people put on the, that foundation, that spray foundation with like an aerosol, but it's like a machine.
0: I'm nodding, like, which is great for a podcast. Yes. Yeah,
1: so they can all hear and see you. <laughs> um, this is for like, it's, it's something called Mira, Mira Roo. I'm saying that so fucking wrong. Um, but it's, it's got this uh, act oxygen, oxygen. Oxygenate.
0: Oxygenated?
1: Oh. Yes. Activated serum that you put on with like and it blasts oxygen onto your face. It's supposed to help with free radicals and like the environment. And it has this glow serum that you put in it too. And it's pretty cool. Like it, it's instead of using like my rose water in the morning to, to get my face wet before putting my serums on, I use that. And you think same, you can tell same- a difference? I seem glowier today. I know you can't tell on the Zoom, but my skin looked like kind of like a little dew. Cause I'm not wearing foundation. I'm only wearing um tinted moisturizer. And I was like, this is great. Cause it's been 10 days since I've had my PRP, so I can do all this shit on my face.
0: Oh. I all the <laughs> so uh, like, it's been it's been like five hours since I got my last one. Kara was like, you don't look that bad, which I think is actually too generous of a description.
1: <laughs> it looks pretty, it looks pretty dope. It looks pretty dope.
0: Um you no, look I, gorgeous. You're glowing, but I always think you're glowing. So I don't know. How you Un- unreliable that. narrator. Yeah, yeah really? Um, it's just my essence that's glowing, I think. And you just know my essence very well. I do know your essence. It actually, and maybe it is, I'm seeing pure essence. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the most offensive movie in the world, Shallow Hal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe not the most offensive. It's hyperbolic, but definitely one of the more fat phobic and terrible. uh oh, yeah. Cruel movies. I do like the concept of seeing people's inner beauty. I wish that story could be told so, so differently. So differently. <laughs> it's a little rough. Um, it's a little rough. It's a little rough.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're seeing like my, my pores have grown so big that I think right now you're just, see- you are literally seeing what your essence pour out of my big pores. So that actually makes it look smaller.
0: Oh, wow. It's this really, is like,
1: it's a really scientific thing that I've learned. Yeah.
0: Like your Care Bear stare is out of your pores. Yes. And then they, cool. and they
1: blind you to think I don't have pores, but really. They're gaping holes.
0: That's <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Amanda, what's your well, hair I've story? seen you. You have tiny pores. Oh, the therapy really. is working, baby. Mm-hmm. So my hair story this week is the story of restraint. Um, as, as the furries know, because I've talked about it, I don't have a job. Um, I haven't had, I haven't not had a job since I was a senior in college. So it's a little stressful for me to not have one. I'm really used to always having one. Um, and so I went, I needed face wash and I went to Sephora and I ordered online for pickup because I was like, if you order online, you just have to step foot in the door and you don't have to go through the store. Cause if you go through the store, you're gonna spend money. There's just not a way around it. So I step in and there- <laughs> While you're getting your online order, they have this new Keels um, serum mm-hmm. that they're trying to sell and it has alpha hydroxy and it has this other stuff and they're getting my order. and I'm talking to the woman who is like, I know everyone works at Sephora. So it's not like she owns Sephora. Maybe she owns this Sephora. I don't know. But she was, she definitely was a lot more, she felt a lot more ownership over the, like over the whole thing. You know, like she was like, oh, I've been, I really want to like get people into these people are coming in. Their skin is glowing. And I, my hands were itchy. Oh, they were so itchy. And I just said, you know what? I have AHA serums at home and I'm going to wait and, um, wow. and I walked out and I was like, I'm so brave. Yeah. That was hard. I, you know, I don't like to have self-control. I absolutely hate it. As soon as I get a job, I'm buying that fucking serum. It's number you one will. on my list.
1: You will. And I can't wait to talk about it with you. Cause that's amazing. I'm really proud of you for holding back Amanda.
0: Thank you. It was hard. <laughs> it's so good. My essence is like, give me things. I love <laughs> things. So Not great. Um, Not great. Furries, we're doing something really fun for March. We're doing Makeup March, uh, where we're interviewing different people who work in the makeup industry. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to our first guest. Furries, if you are holding in your hands a serum that you shouldn't be buying, or you have uh, an oxygenator in your hands that you're trying to spray on your face, Just put them down for a second. You're going to want to get those paws free to put your hands together for makeup artist of screens, big and small, vintage makeup expert. And it's Ian, babies, CeCe Anderson.
2: Oh my gosh. Hi, you guys. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm sitting in my office. You guys can see some of the vintage behind me. I love it. For those that'll be watching, if you guys put this up we we
0: never do i uh i look like an absolute nightmare today you cannot uh, tell as bad she got her
1: prp today and you cannot or like a a vampire facialist you cannot tell really with this with your filter amanda oh
0: i had to get quarters at the bank and people were giving me (laughs) i was getting a lot of looks whoa (laughs) it's it's la you know it's la that's what i wanted to say
2: (laughs) okay wait so wait i want to know how the how the facial went so what do they do
0: Oh, I love them. Um, Kara got me into them. Kim Kardashian got Kara into them. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they like take your blood from your arm and then they centrifuge it and then they kind of tattoo two like needle plasma into your face. Yeah.
1: So it's like and- microneedling into your face. So you look, so it's supposed to help with acne scars and collagen production and pores. Uh, and pores makes your pores look teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. It's okay. really great. It's like your. I mean, I've,
2: I've heard that. I I guess I was confused as to how the blood goes into your face, but now I get it. it
1: yeah,
0: it's it's less. That part is very funny because they just kind of pour it. Like it's not, it's not even blood. Think it's, they like,
1: would- it's blood. It's like it's the plasma. So it's like this yellowy, gluey stuff. And oh, the only God. blood that comes from is this needle when it goes in your face. That's the where the the, the red part comes. Oh, but um, okay. yeah. Wow. Well,
2: it's been a while since I've been to a spa. I haven't, I actually do my facials at home, so I don't, (laughs) I don't go to the spa that often. Whoa. What's your,
0: what's your like a method?
2: Um, I love a double cleanse. That's like number one thing. I do a, a, like an oil-based cleanse and then like a glycerin-based cleanse, um, to kind of take the oil off. And then I go back in with my skincare routine. And sometimes that includes like AJ peels. Sometimes that includes, you know, um, I've been doing like the ordinary, uh, I have the ordinary,
1: the serums, the little ad- ordinary serums is what I've been using.
2: Yeah. I, Cause I was using the Dr. Dennis gross peel pads for a while. And then mm-hmm. now onto a different brand that I can't remember the name of actually. Um, and yeah, it's been, you know, it's been really helpful at being in my thirties. Like I feel that, uh, salicylic acid is really for teens and then the aj's are like for people over 30 <laughs> yes yes uh, and they've been revolutionary for my skin actually and i don't feel like i've needed to go in for a facial sorry facialists
1: no that's that's it great looks, sorry facialist great it looks great i fa- i find also like since using since getting the prps and starting to use more ha and actually not washing my face in the morning i've been <clears> using <throat> i've been using um like rose water, uh, H a mist in the morning and then putting my hyaluronic acid on. And then I use the ordinary coffee. Um, it's like a caffeine eye mask. It's not a mask, but it's like a serum, eye serum. I've just been using that. And then I use my, uh, uh, SPF doctor at, at MD, whatever I can't remember her name, but she's got a tinted moisturizer that I use every day. And my skin has not broken out as bad as it used to.
0: Kara, I'd oh. love a link to that AHA uh, rose water, sp- whatever. Got at,
1: I got it at Marshall's. It's probably like a, a brand that's like no longer or something. No, I will, it's, I will it's, find around. It. it's around.
0: It's yeah, around. We'll know. I'll find it. Because I yeah. use a toner in the morning and that's it. And that helps keep my pores pretty clean. But I'm always looking for the next thing, you know. Always. You got to stay ahead of it if you want to if you want to stay stay active you in the game, stay young.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you we know, you talked like- about this on your last episode, but carry your hair short. <laughs> yes, it was I your like girl. Really your
1: your like girl it did it. Your girl did it. Um, Allison. Yes, yes, yes. It was super. I needed it right away, and it was down the street for me. And I was like, I'll just call her because I didn't. I didn't want to. No, that's you like, great.
2: I'm due to see Allison too. Um, I'm actually,
1: I'm, I'm thinking about wanting to get some highlights that I don't know if you do highlights, but um, I'm, I'm down to, to make some, some depth with this cut.
2: Oh, uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you... I, I'm a little, I'm booked for a while, but I, I okay. will go to your highlights.
0: <laughs> Cece, you have truly the most gorgeous head of hair, like, yeah. tr- like thick we're talking even layers like you've got a lot of layers but they're looking
2: good do you cut your do you cut your own hair is that a dumb question no um I do cut my own hair a bit I I usually focus on the front and then mm-hmm. I'll have Allison from the back uh every once in a while but this last time this is still her cut that it's growing out it looks and good it your bangs look great really job. yeah your bangs look really good Thank you. They are actually due for a trip. I'm a little bit obsessed with uh, Taylor Swift's look right now. I <laughs> um, can yeah.
1: totally see it now. Your hair is not normally blonde, right? You, you've been slowly going blonde.
2: I've been slowly going blonde. Yeah,
1: yeah. it looks good. Yeah, I've been I, l- tempted to go blonde. I sent Amanda, a, a, me, in a filter on TikTok and a blonde hair, and he, she's like, Mm-mm, "I
0: like- didn't say no that it would look bad. I said." are you willing to make that commitment? Upkeep. I know. Yeah. Which but is a she, very different question.
1: I think you're, I think your hair looks like you got some, you got like a lot of, um, like low lights in there too. Like in your, your, it looks good. Like it looks like a natural blonde. Doesn't look like you'd grow it out. Like if it grows out, it doesn't look weird. I don't know.
2: It does. Yeah. Well, that was the point. So I had been doing my own blonde and I was, um, you know, for those who understand the hair levels, it's like, like you know, zero one is like blue, black, like super dark hair. And then level 10 is like blonde hair. And <clears throat> most people, when they go, you know, they want to be blonde, they go like all the way to the extreme of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And they usually try to go for this like platinum look, which is beautiful, but it's a lot of maintenance, especially when your hair is naturally like mine closer to level four, yeah. which is on the other end of the spectrum. So you're going to have roots like every two weeks, every month, you're going to be running to the salon. And I was like, I I do my own for one thing, but the overlap of the bleach eventually gets your hair weakened. So yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm tired of having these like crazy flyaways and I want to do something blonde, but natural. And this has been good for me. It's it's just a highlight with a base color, but because it's closer to my natural, it just gives it a lot of depth versus being um, sort of like Rita Ora-ish. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. all have that Rita Ora money to just constantly- yeah, exactly. And her it's roots it. look good on her. I just sort of feel like, I mean, I'm really heavily tattooed. And I just feel like the roots plus the tattoos is like a lot. It's <laughs> no, a specific aesthetic for sure. It's a look.
1: And it's a really, it lo- it's a look. And I love it. I'm digging it. And I see this Taylor now that you say that. I totally see the Taylor. I love it. I love it.
2: Yeah. Well, her look is so classic, you know. It and is. It's like, um, it ages well. And I was like, yeah. okay. I'm I'm good. I'm here for like the aging well right now. Yes.
0: Yes. For for the rest of my life, I'd like to be considered aging well, you know. Aging yeah. well,
2: because we should be okay with aging.
1: We're gonna age and it shouldn't be like a nasty thing, but we should just do it, you know, feel good about sl- our
2: aging. Yeah. Slowly. Mm-hmm.
1: Just slow it down.
2: <laughs> yeah. If it's so can. funny. I was just talking to some friends about um I, I did a class on Friday over at a vintage shop on Magnolia in uh, Burbank. And there was, we were talking about like spirituality and makeup and beauty and all this, um, all this kind of stuff. And one of the girls, you know, we we were talking about why we put on makeup and I was like, well, if you read some psychology, like psychology today, put out an article, I can't remember who it was by, but they said that one of the reasons that we put on uh, our face, the way we do it, you know, the big eyes, rosy cheeks, rosy lips, um, you know, dainty, tiny, soft features, um, is because we want to like mimic babies. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so true and disturbing. And I was like, "What's going on in the male gaze and like male psychology that you need to look like a baby to be like wanted and taken care of?" But I guess you know, it, I helps. They, <laughs> it helps. I think they,
1: yeah. I mean, big eyes. I, of course, I want my big eyes. But I think it also comes from like if you're if you look like a baby, you're young, and like who do, if you're old, you're worthless. That's how we've established. Women's value when it comes to like marrying a, par- a partner in life or something like that. Like if you're, you know, I think that's where a lot of that also comes from. If I look like a baby, they went, no, won't know how old I am.
0: Well, there's also there's like a big conversation about like, uh, it's not it's not pedophilia. It's like no. pedo pedo something. Yeah, where it's like this. it's why women stay very thin. It's why. We do our makeup to look like, like my little pony face. Uh, it's like why we talk and that's like baby voice when we're trying to flirt, which I do. Like I do all a, a lot of these things, you know, like I'm not like, or like why we wax and shave and all this stuff. Cause we're like, men. don't worry. We won't take up any space. We're basically a baby. So love me. I'm tiny. <laughs> yes. In but also
1: lip. buy
2: me stuff and change my diapers. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> One of those things I do really want though. You want
1: them to change, you want them to change your diapers?
0: It's just like a lot for me to do by myself.
1: But don't also don't talk about your period though, because that's too much for them.
0: But real men, not real men, like real men don't care about this, but like most men don't care about this. I've never had a boyfriend who was like, Did you think you maybe want to like shave your legs or like put on some uh, makeup or whatever? I had a guy who was like, I didn't,
1: I didn't shave a bush and I was like trying to get some and He was like, I was dating him and he, but it was clearly, clearly not serious. And he's like, you didn't shave. Like you didn't shave that. I was like, and then I was completely embarrassed. And of course, at this point I didn't have any voice of my own. So I was like, Oh God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Like gross, but um, you should
2: be so lucky. Whatever. I know
1: now he, he, I don't know know where he is, but he's a, (laughs)
2: yeah, well, it's funny. I mean, I guess like taking, we are on a hair podcast after all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Going back to hair. I, uh, we talked a little bit about how spirituality relates to hair. Mm-hmm. And I to share with you guys. Yeah,
0: please. Um, I'm so excited.
2: So in my research recently, I've been sort of. Um, so I had an experience about two years ago uh, where I went on a shamanic spiritual journey <laughs> Cool. <laughs> out in the, in the hills of Santa Clarita. And, um, I had this vision that I needed to grow my hair out to be able to better connect to my intuition. And, um, the more research I did about it, the more I found about it. And the more I found about it, the more I realized that the idea that your hair is like, kind of like an antenna and holds a lot of history, um, is both, you know, factual, right. So like, uh, scientifically factual, but also you, many many religions believe this around the world right so um a few of the ones that i found is you know in native cultures they believe that they are an extension of your thoughts and um a lot of uh sorry i'm like reading as i'm also talking mm-hmm.
0: this is how we do incredible this is how we we, we never look anything up so you're already the most knowledgeable person who's ever been on our podcast <laughs> ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's a it's it's like a, it's kind of like an antenna, and it helps you connect to your intuition. And so through this, I also found um, in the Dharmic traditions, you know, like they'll shave their heads to kind of promote um, uh, chastity, because mm. men's hair, like the perception of men's hair and women's hair, are different. So you know, when men have a lot of hair. Uh, yes, it's a symbol of virility and like, um, or sorry, like uh, sexuality. But when they when they shave their head, it can also promote like a sense of preserve preservation or like chastity. Um, and that was also true for like the tonsures in like uh, the Christian religions as well. And so like you know just reading more about uh, through the Bible and like Samson and this idea that you know uh, Samson had the strength in his hair and then delilah cuts his hair off and he loses it so it's just again again like um hair comes up through ancient history up until the present day and i find it interesting that now uh i just took a class on saturday about um bewitching your wardrobe and your makeup through a occult shop near me <laughs> oh cool and they me were,
0: literally everything
2: and they were still talking about um the use of the witch's ladder which is um you tie a knot in a piece of your hair and you set an intention so um so every time that you like need to call in i don't know courage strength whatever you like harness the energy and then as you're sort of like thinking about your intention you'll tie the witch's ladder into your hair um and you can do this as many times for as many intentions as you need And then when you need to relieve the energy, you untie it, which kind of, it reminds me a lot of um, the story of uh, Penelope and Ulysses, which right now is very relevant to my life. (laughs) And she sort of, you know, the story is like, Ulysses goes off um, in his travels and, and gets like kind of lost at sea and ends up on this island. and, uh, And when he comes back, she's got all these suitors who are trying to take his place. And so she's been kind of holding them off by weaving this shroud for, um, I guess her father or something. And she'll, she'll weave the shroud during the day and unweave it at night. And it's sort of like this metaphor for like leading people on and like kind of not being clear about your intentions. Um, so I was like, oh, that's kind of beautiful. It's kind of beautiful that these practices are still in place in very small groups, but like you know, why do people cut their hair? Why do people dye it? And uh, the more you listen to spiritualists talk about it, they have a really interesting perspective. And it's like, well, why do you at all? Right. It's like, why are you not good enough the way you are? Why don't you just let your hair grow? Why don't you let it grow as long as it naturally is allowed to grow? Right. And why do you want to go blonde? But I mean, I can tell you why I want to go blonde, <laughs> you know, yeah. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift, obvi, obvi. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, you know, they're, Point is well taken which is why why do you feel like what you're born with is not good enough and I just thought yeah. that was a really interesting perspective um but being a hairdresser for as long as I have been and working both behind the chair and now doing private clients um at their homes and my home outside of doing film it it is very telling people's mental states directly reflect what they look like <laughs> you know how they take care of themselves mm-hmm. sometimes it's a neglect of yourself and sometimes it's a, a radical change of self um sorry I'm gonna go off on like 20 tangents right now because I'm, right. I'm just thinking, story like, of our lives. like story of our lives right so it's like Britney Spears uh shaves her head she shaves her head because she's in distress but also because she's about to be drug tested right might have her kids taken away Why? Because your history is held in your hair, you know, the history of your your nutrition, your drug use, your, um, I guess if we could read like spirituality from the hair, like if there was some way to like do some sort of like radiation (laughs) something and see how much stress you've been holding, um, it could maybe tell you that too, but it could maybe tell you that through nutrition actually. So I've also heard she shaved her head because her extensions were
0: hurting her so much. Really? Yeah, Yeah, she like snapped
2: that they were like
0: like they. She was just like she had so many tracks and her head hurt so much that she was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna shave my head."
2: That's very interesting. Yeah, I never, I've never heard that, but um, probably true. I mean, I've had those extensions before; they're kind of nasty. They're really nasty. It feels like it would. I it makes my head feel tired Mm -hmm. just to think about them. Yeah, same. Same. Um. So yeah, I mean, and hair is used a lot in like hoodoo and witchcraft and, um, mm-hmm. and there's got to be a reason, right. That like people believe this and have believed it for like thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> so I don't know. I sort of want to bring, I sort of want to bring that back to people's like attention. And, um, I, during my like spiritual quest, I sort of had this vision that in the future, I'm going to help people release, like release things through hair cutting. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't know if that's a crazy idea, but I no. feel like it's a kind of beautiful idea. And I was like, oh, well, you know, when people need changes, um, it really should be more like a ritual. I
1: would agree because I I just chopped my hair off because I think also my hair was falling out because of postpartum, but also I'm, I'm my identity has completely changed. I'm a mom now and, I, and my old way of life is completely done. And I have a new journey and I needed to start my journey fresh and all the old all the old you know drama and self-loathing and you know all that stuff that I was carrying and literally not my hair was literally just knots full full of knots like there was no way I would not have a knot I would brush my hair and 10 seconds later I'd, I would it wouldn't matter so I th- I think that's pretty symbolic I my whole life was <laughs> you know a chaotic mess when I when I came home from the, from the hospital and my whole life identity is just completely in shambles and who I was is no longer. And so just chopping it off. As soon as I chop my hair off, I literally feel so much more calm and just like a little like chiller. And it's, I don't have to worry about brushing my hair. Like I would give me anxiety to have to try and brush my hair. That <laughs> was so bad. It was so tangly.
0: Wait,
2: Well, and I like lob.
0: Thanks.
1: Yeah. It's looking good. Job. She did a great job.
0: I haven't changed my hair since college. So what does that mean? <laughs>
2: I have my my growth is stunted so much.
1: <laughs> no, you just haven't you no, haven't colored it.
2: Either. But maybe it means that you're more in tune with yourself, more like this um these other gurus talk about, you know, not needing to change yourself mm-hmm. and being kind of okay with yourself in a on a level that maybe other people aren't.
0: That's true. I like that. That's a nice. That's a nicer interpretation. I'm. I am. Um. I have. I have got split ends that I do. I am actually not okay with being part of myself anymore. But otherwise, oh, well. just... then
2: there's I, lots of people out there that can help you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just got a trim. I got to do a trim. Um. That's so interesting. Like the idea of a ritual. Like if you're like, I want to go darker, or like I want to go like when you went blonde. How, how long did you do it? How many
2: like steps did you take? How much time did it take? Um, I'm an incredibly impulsive person. So I Mm. did it in the middle of the night. (laughs) Really? Uh, I, (laughs) I mean, I had been dying my hair um, with a rinse, like a a Brown rinse for pretty much all of COVID and, and a little bit pre COVID as well. And I don't know, sometimes you just look at pictures and you're just not really happy with the way that things are looking or oh, yeah. photographing. And I was just like, oh, I was like, I look kind of sad or mean or something. No. Um, there is there is kind of a, this thought that as you go gray, which I am currently going more and more gray, mm-hmm. you should go lighter so that it's not so intense of a contrast, especially when you have really dark hair. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to look my age. So I was like, okay, well, I'll put this color on top. I'll, I'll, I'll do what's called soap capping, which is when you take bleach and shampoo and you kind of do like a very light rinse and that oh. will take will strip the color out of your hair. But you're not left with a nice color. You're left with like just stripped hair that looks kind of shitty. Okay. So, sorry, can I say shitty on your podcast? Yeah, uh, we love to
1: say shitty. Fuck okay. up. Uh, you
2: can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay, shitty. Um, and... Yeah, and I then put another color on top and it was okay, but it felt a little um, wiggy. Like sometimes when you do a color and it is very flat, it can look a little bit like a wig. So I think hair looks better with a little bit of dimension in it. And um, that's when I made an appointment uh, with my sister's hairdresser actually for color because she has really nice color and I have been meaning to try somebody other than myself. <laughs> and I have been doing my own color for a long time. And it just, um, it's just hard to find somebody that does it the way that you like it and the way that mm-hmm. you do it. If you're a hairdresser, if you've got your own way of, of coloring hair. So this lady, she did a great job. Um, and yeah, she just put highlights through the color that I had already done. That's basically that what
0: she's really good. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. The so- journey. Can you tell us about vintage makeup? Why, why did you fall in love with it? Where like, where are you in your journey with that? It sounds like you take classes. You're so invested in it. It's really cool.
2: Um, well, why? The why is not a great story, but um, <laughs> I was really, really burnt out with my job. And you got to try to find ways to keep it fresh and like keep it interesting. Um, you know, like I said, like I've kind of run the gamut in the beauty industry, like I used to run a blog and I was working in a salon and I've done advertising and I've done film and I've done TV. And it just feels like what's the next thing that I can do with this craft that, I, that I've that i made part of my life and sustains me. <laughs> um, and I think it's just, I there's a makeup artist named Lisa Eldridge, who's uh, pretty famous and pretty pretty well respected in the industry. And she had a, video, um, maybe 10 years ago about her collection. And I had watched her just take out these little uh, compacts and, and, you know, like lipsticks and things that she had collected over her career. And she had a story for each one. I just thought that was so like beautiful and special. And then I started to also look into it and go to flea markets and go to vintage shops. And it, it's kind of funny. You can find a lot. There's a lot of the same, like you'll always find like these little silver. Um, if you go to, if you go to like antique shops, you'll always find these little silver lipstick cases that mm-hmm. are still functional. You could totally put lipstick in them if you could get it to be the right size, but size. they've now changed the standardized size of most lipstick tubes. And companies do this on purpose, you know, cause they don't want you to, uh, take one brand and just put it into your case. They want, they want their branding. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as we move into like a more sustainable, world I think we might actually see a return to that kind of packaging I hope which is um so I don't know I'd like pull a few out here so this one is from Cody from 1920 or it's like around 1920 it is itty bitty teeny tiny wow less than the size of my pinky and very very thin and very gold and very gold and it has like a little square of um I don't know. I can't really see. It's like a piece of turquoise or something in there, and yeah. it still has some of the original lipstick Oh left my it. god!
0: And so instead of twisting it in something, that it's, that it's
2: a, pu- it's a push up. Push it's almost up like a push up top. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that was that like common in the twenties? Was or is yeah. the
2: twist new? The twist is pr- pretty new. It's not. Um, I would say it's the newest way to do it. it I can't remember uh, what year. The twist kind of came into play but it wasn't until like the 1940s i want to say when it was more like this kind of thing this one's actually uh from the 1950s
1: oh that's so cool that's this is
2: uh the leaning it's like a leaning tower of pisa by merle norman and this is plated in real gold uh real uh, turquoise and gold wow and you would put in your your lipstick in here. In like and the little the, base at the bottom. The little mm-hmm. base at the bottom. And it's um it's just kind of interesting because there's a lot of overlap also between jewelers and watchmakers and lipsticks and compacts. So you start to like get deeper and deeper and you're like, oh, there's all this other these other industries that sort of collabed with the beauty industry to create these sort of beautiful packages that women would carry around with them as sort of a status symbol. You know, I don't know how much I feel like it's a status symbol to take out like your Nars or your Mac. Like it's, you know, she's like black. I guess like black kind it kind of is.
1: I guess yeah. I mean the the kind of if you have a Mac, I mean I will not, Mac it, like destroys my skin. But um, like I guess like this really expensive makeups make you look kind. I of... I mean,
0: if I'm seeing somebody pull out their lipstick in public to put it on, I'm like, go to the bathroom. Like I, I, and it's not even <laughs> oh, like. I- i know like i think it's like find a breastfeed in public but if i'm like at a restaurant i'm like put on that lipstick in the bathroom preserve some
2: mystery wow that's so victorian of you (laughs) i
0: mean
2: because that really wasn't the case though during during the boom like you know because makeup really started booming around the 1920s Mm -hmm. because prior to that was the victorian era and it was more like what you're saying which is like makeup was meant to be discreet it was meant to be a secret beauty ritual And then these women started carrying around um, purses that would carry, you know, cigarettes, a little bit of money and makeup. And that. And so at a party, they could break it out and put it on at the party. It was part of the like showy thing that they did, you know, like you'd be like, where did you get that lipstick case? And
0: they'd be like, oh, this it's Cartier. Don't worry about it.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. That was like the flirt, you know, and also like the envy of your friends. That's um, so, cool. so that, it's just kind of an interesting moment in time. And I think a lot of people predicted that we would be back there after COVID. Yeah. Uh, cause they were like, oh, people are going to be starved for makeup. But I actually think it's going in the opposite direction where I think it's going to be more about skincare. I ah. feel
1: like that's going to be, cause you're, you were stuck at home all day and you're like, wow, my skin is much better. Cause I haven't been <laughs> wearing any makeup. Literally that's what happened to me. As soon as I put my, like foundation on, I, I can feel my skin break out. And but so, also we've all
0: been looking at our skin. Like I got Botox yeah. recently because I've been on zoom for two years now. And I'm like, if I have to look at that wrinkle in the middle of my forehead, one more time, I'm going to flip out. <laughs> sure. But like, I do makeup all the time. Like I like makeup. Like I like a dramatic eye and a fun lip. Um, but I agree that I think most people are like, I'm going barefaced now, but really getting into like the skincare element.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it almost looks a little weird when you see, I mean, I'm wearing a full face right now, but, um, I've also been like running around and having to do other stuff, but, uh, yeah. I mean, when you see someone with a full beat, it does look a little strange cause it's like, Oh, I haven't seen people with a full beat in a while. <laughs> and also
1: I, f- I feel like a full beat looks much better on the, f- like a video than when I see it in person. It's the really like, cause yeah. I, I don't know how to contour to save my fucking life. I have tried and I don't, really know how to make my nose look smaller and do the whole little cute little pinpoint tip um, without looking like I just am dirty. Um, Like I don't know how to, I don't know how to blend very well. I don't know which one, which makeup to use because I don't have expensive good makeup and obviously probably doesn't matter. But like, and it always looks like you can tell I'm wearing a lot of makeup. Like it, it just, it just looks, it makes my texture look funny. You can, it just, I don't know. And when someone has a full beat and they do it really well, I'm like, Amazed how in person it doesn't look crazy. I'm like, geez, you're an artist.
2: Some, I mean, yes. I mean, some people are really just skilled at being able to apply makeup in a very seamless way. But people have to remember that that's not what that technique was really originated for, and it still isn't. Uh, What was it originally for? So. I actually have a video out on my Instagram about panchromatic makeup. And in that video, I talk about the switch from black and white makeup to panchromatic and the change in color and technique um, that Max Factor produced. And also, I mean, he wasn't the only one. There was also the Westmore family that was very active at that time. And um, they also had a hand in sort of revolutionizing the way that we do makeup now. But the reason that they did that is because the camera wouldn't, register depth the right way. So people's faces would just look very flat or very muddy or very whatever. So you would just need to apply color so that the camera would register the natural contours of your face. It was never meant to restructure you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or I mean, it could, I mean, it could be corrective as well, but it wasn't really intended for that. It was just more just the like necessity to be able to see that you have cheeks. (laughs) you know see that you have a nose and see that your eye has a crease and it was like now thanks to other makeup artists uh who have taken it much much further people like kevin Aquan and way bandy now it's like the thing and um kim kardashian obviously just took it to a whole new level yeah and now that women feel like they need to do that every day of their lives i think is absolutely insane
0: Mm-hmm. it also it it often photographs so well and then looks so bananas in person even somebody like kim kardashian if she's on the red carpet i wonder how uncanny valley it is to be face to face with her versus how gorgeous she looks in her photos
1: a lot of them are also airbrushed like all of even her instagram photos they, they won't go without like taking a pass through like i don't think there's any but just people
0: airbrush them like if they're if they have a photo like in People or Us Weekly oh, I, or I mean, maybe maybe TMZ I don't know or whatever,
2: I don't know. I, I, don't I know. think um, I mean I can't really speak to what Kim Kardashian does or doesn't do in her life <laughs> or contracts. Fair <laughs> fair <laughs> but sure. I, but I mean I definitely know that there are um contracts out there that they need like last approval on pictures or that they need to be edited by a certain team or whatever. So that that does exist. Wow, to have that kind of power. Yeah, well, they do. They do. They can take things. They can take things
0: off the internet, which is insane to me. Kara uh, is okay. Kara is mad still from last week when we talked yes. about Chloe taking that. I'm just like Jesus. Internet, which happened? I don't know. Nine months ago. I don't know. Long time this ago. It's not recent, but no. I, you're you're. I I I'm proud of you for holding it. <laughs> So when I feel like every beauty magazine is like, oh, throw out your mascara after nine months or whatever. So like with vintage makeup, especially, obviously it's not your makeup to begin with. Do you use it or is it just more something to appreciate?
2: Um, I personally, it's display only. I have swatched certain things to try to figure out what the color composition is and also to match. So if I want to do a vintage look, that's more authentic. I'll, I'll try to swatch a little bit of what I have and then try to find a current shade that is similar. Uh, but no, I wouldn't use hundred year old makeup on my face. I think that's pretty gross. <laughs> pretty bad. That's probably really...
0: I was hoping yeah. you'd be like, no, that's the beauty industry. Trying to make you buy new makeup. You can use mascara for years. I guess you can't,
2: um, I think uh, that you can use it. I think you can use pretty much anything a little longer than it says on the packaging. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but even like stuff in your refrigerator, I feel like it goes like yeah. a, a week longer, two weeks longer is probably not going to kill, you. Not gonna kill uh, you. Do you want it like two years later? No. Yeah you know, no, probably you should throw it out.
0: <laughs> That's fair. It's why I've stopped buying palettes because I just like, cannot get through a palette in a reasonable amount of time. So then I just have mm-hmm. eyeshadows stacked up in my home.
2: Oh, eyeshadow yeah, well, three I said I for years. I think unless you're an art, like a, a working makeup artist, um, the only thing women really need is you need a neutrals palette, right? So the, like a taupe, a white, a black, and like one other color that you like, maybe like a shell. And then you need like two shimmers. I don't know. You don't really need that much if you just need like a day-to-day look and a little bit more for nighttime. Um, but people like to, you know, experiment. And and now it's very cool to have like, like um, different color in your eyes. You know, it's like teal, teal mascara and teal liner or like you know, hot pink inner corner or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: just bought a hot pink eyeliner and I I like. I look like an anime character
2: when I put it on. I love it. I actually get more use out of my eyeliners than my palettes these days. Mm -hmm. I think that you can do a lot with an eyeliner because you can always smudge it out to look like eyeshadow anyway.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's an easier trick for sure. I, I got this Pat McGrath, um, like blue purple shadow that I love so much, but it broke in the shipping mm-hmm. and Pat McGrath angels. They of course were like, "We'll we'll send you a fresh, they sent me a whole palette, but they were wow. out of this color. So I was like, I want to save the color. I tried to put, uh, alcohol in it, which two furries suggested to me. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Sanaya. But it still hasn't really come back. And I, d- I don't know how to do it. So every time I do that makeup, I put it on, then I have to clean my whole face again
1: it's, oh no because it just sprinkles all over yeah
0: I look I look like I'm trying to do like a, a high school production of a midsummer night stream every time I <laughs> apply it
2: wow <laughs> well, <laughs> well I mean I think it's just practice it's like it's just practice with your makeup and like figure out I always like to tell people they should have like three looks you know you should have your five minute makeup and then you should have your like 10 to 15 minute makeup for like a party or like, you know, brunch. And then you should have your nighttime, like full glam makeup that you do. And you should have it down pat. Especially yeah. by the time you're our age. I think by our age, you, you should kind of know what looks good on you and like be able to get ready fairly quickly. You know,
1: you know, what I've been doing lately is the filters on TikTok. They have all these like eyeliner filters. <laughs> so no joke. I literally today I did it, you can't really tell, but I, I, I looked at the eyeliner, the eyeliner on my face in through the filter and then took the filter down and then tried it on your eye. I did it actually on my eye and it worked. It
2: looks great. Yeah. So I'm
1: I'm doing now doing like more of a downturn um, cat eye than like a really high up, which I was doing for a while. I was doing high and now I'm kind of doing just straight. I've heard Mm -hmm. like sometimes the down, like just different, try different types of outliers. So Um, I'm about that. Cause that's like, my eyes are like the only thing I care about. I do mascara and sometimes an eyeliner. That's like really what I really, what I care about the most windows
2: to the soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, is
0: that what you would say is in most people's five minute look, or is the five minute look like so personal?
2: I think it's personal. Um, so again, like through research and stuff, what I found is, most people will compliment you on your skin before anything, so it doesn't matter if you've got a great eye on if your skin looks bad. Yeah. Um, so I would say as, it's funny because as we're talking about like going more towards skincare and less towards makeup, I still kind of let BB and CC creams rule my life. <laughs> I still Love like them. to put them on. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't. Do you have I a no fave? Longer... Yeah, what's your fave? Um, right now, I'm using. A combination of stuff I'm I still use my it cosmetics that I really like great brand and is that a baby cream or a CC cream I'm
1: using their CC cream okay uh, CC. It for is CC. Little,
2: <laughs> yeah well it's a little heavier it's corrective right CC but okay. um it's it's corrective but I feel like because I have some discoloration and like dark under eye circles and stuff like that um I use that with their bye-bye under eye uh concealer and I'm okay. wearing it I'm wearing it. It's it's you know, it's just easy for me to do and I feel like if I do that and it'll just like hot pink lipstick or, or red mm-hmm. lipstick look pretty put together. Doesn't take a lot, you know. Um but people have their preferences. I mean, I have friends that don't leave without their brows on. I have friends that don't leave without, you know, their mascara and eyeliner on. Um as I get older, my eyes droop more and more. <laughs> So mascara and eyeliner become more and more of a to-do and it also moves on me a lot. So I, Mm -hmm. I kind of just don't even bother.
0: I've never been a big lipstick person. And then recently I love them and it's so silly because now we have masks. So as soon as you put a bold lip on, you immediately smear it (laughs) when you walk into a place.
1: Yeah, you got to do it right. in the bathroom, where you, or sitting at the table, Amanda. You're gonna have to do it at the
0: table. I'm gonna what I'm gonna <laughs> do next time we go to dinner. We're gonna be sitting at the table. I'm gonna go, oh no, and drop my fork, dive under the table, quick, put on some lipstick, and then pop
2: back up. That's, That's brilliant, yeah.
0: and it's yeah. gonna
1: be seamless. There's gonna be no marks. They're, you're not gonna get under
2: your teeth at all. It's gonna be amazing. Well, i I'll, I'll you have can a really concert. just adopt the like flapper thing. Yeah, just carry your little compact with you and just sit at the table and do it
0: shamelessly. Oh, my goodness. I like that. I I
2: do think we should be more shameless
0: in these times in those kinds of ways. Like I'm from the South, so I'm a little bit like uptight in ways that are not necessary, you know, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe I should start wearing white after Labor Day and putting putting makeup on at the table occasionally. Mm -hmm.
1: what do you think of over, over uh, lining your lips? That's a big, that's a big thing too. I'm seeing, is that a, is that still in,
2: is that still? I mean, I do it on myself. Not okay. everybody likes it. Um, definitely. I have clients that like it and I have clients that don't like it. I, I think there's always a place for it. Like I said, like, it really depends on who you are, <laughs> excuse me, um, who you are and like what your lifestyle is like in Hollywood. We have a lot of performers you know, a lot of actors, a lot of singers, people who are either on stage or on camera. And so an overdrawn lip can look bomb, you know, on them. It's a very dramatic look, but if you're just going to brunch with your girlfriends, I mean, it's a very dramatic look and, you know, maybe that's what you like to be known for, but if if you just kind of want to look natural and, uh, you know, more like yourself, then I would not suggest it.
0: Yeah. Is it, do you have a trick to keeping, because my fear with an overdrawn lip I wouldn't can, be like do it, yeah. how it looks when it's good and on f- and fresh, but how it looks when it wears off a little bit and you've got like the liner and then less lipstick.
2: Well, to your point about the mask is I've almost exclusively, I'm exclusively using long wear lipsticks now. I mm-hmm. have tons of other lipsticks that are sitting here rotting because I can't oh, find yeah. a use for them. You know, it's, it's, um, it's hard to go anywhere and like be worried about whether or not your lipsticks on your mask or all over your face. So I will put on my liquid lipstick and then just kind of do the line, uh, just feather it out. And, and, um, what am I trying to say? Just delineate the line just a little bit more, just to make it sharper. If I'm trying to go for a very precise lip and then I'll just put my mask on and go, but, um, Sorry, did I answer your question? No, I don't even know what your question was. I forgot. <laughs> Just like how it looks when the overdrawn lip starts to oh, wear off. Um, when it starts to wear off, I mean, as people have said that, you know, they with the long-wear lipsticks, when they eat and drink, it almost looks like a butthole, you know? Because it <laughs> like wears off only in yeah. the middle. Yeah. And nowhere Amanda's else. favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear that. Like, <laughs> I understand that. But I think there is something to be said for the touch-up. Yeah. I don't, I don't know uh, at what point in life people decided that like makeup was supposed to be like wall paint that you just have to paint it once. And it just stays on literally forever until you paint over it. Yeah, <laughs> That's not how makeup works. Makeup, you need to touch it up. So it's just the reality.
0: Don't be afraid <laughs> to, don't be afraid to reapply. I mean, it's don't like, I repaint my fingernails four times before I take the nail polish off. Cause like one will chip and it's like I'm not going to take the nail polish off and redo it. I'll just paint right over it. Right, touch yeah. ups. Touch ups. We've got to
1: be doing yeah, touch, touch it ups. up. Yeah,
2: yeah. Plus, it's fun. I think, like, I think people forget that it's supposed to be fun. You know, no one's telling you you have to do it. It's, it's something you do to feel better. I mean, case in point, right? So, um did you guys watch Orange Is the New Black? Yes. Okay. I do didn't. you guys like ever think about the fact that so many of the women in there wear? Makeup. And it's not just a, like a character thing, because it's a, a, I know there's the two characters that are kind of like the two Latina characters and they have a the really sharp liner. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't see it as like a, a gang symbol. I think it's just them trying to keep their femininity. And I was going through a deep dive and I found <laughs> makeup tricks from jail. And so it's like recipes for how ladies make makeup in mm-hmm. jail. And they'll use magazine ink and they'll use coffee and they'll use, um, pens, you know, they'll use all kinds of things to be able to keep their like appearance the way that they did, you know, on the outside. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
0: I think it's like a lot of fun. I got kind of a wacky palette in the middle of, of quarantine, like hardcore quarantine. And I tried it out every day for a while. And it was, it was just like, nobody can tell I worked in finance, so nobody knows nobody cares what you look like. It's not important, but I care. And like, I, I like to, I I totally see that point. Cause it's like, oh, I like to do something nice. I like to have like just a little highlighter here or whatever mm-hmm.
2: it is. Yeah. A little something. Yeah. But I mean, also to um, thinking about how there's no men usually in a women's prison. So yeah. it's like, who are you doing it for? And that's when I start to realize it's like, oh, people, do it for themselves. Yeah. And if not, they do it for other women. And that's really what it's about. Uh, so the idea that, that we dress up exclusively for the male gaze is bullshit.
0: I mean, when I get a compliment from Agreed. a man, I'm like, how dare you talk to me when I get a compliment from a woman, I'm so thrilled, you know,
1: mm-hmm. it means more from a girl. Cause men don't know the different, don't, can't, don't know uh, nuances and little things, or they just don't get it. they just see the tits and a boob. And, and, you, boob, and, and you and you don't,
0: you don't know if their intentions like it's just like the whole vibe is different if you're looking yeah. at tits and a boob if you're like <laughs> but if i'm looking at a woman and i'm like wow your lip look color looks so good on you like that's i i appreciate her for doing mm-hmm. that yeah
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think men have it rough though you know cuz uh i feel like they're so limited in their self expression and and their their mood boostability right? So it's yeah. like, if they don't feel good, what do men do to feel good? It's, it's, you know, you can't just hide it with some concealer, right? You don't, That's they don't usually true. get a new haircut because it's harder for them to get a new haircut because the standard is that men's hair is short already.
0: Yeah. So. And like, unless you want to like intentionally be like more avant-garde or counterculture, you can't just like throw on like a fun aqua liner.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Which is now becoming a little more. uh more popular though on um, painting their nails a lot of a lot of men are painting their nails now and i think it's yeah, great that's i think wonderful. that's fantastic and that's a sort of expression and and to me disgusting no i'm just kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding that kind of stuff i i think is great like i think everybody should do what they feel good doing mm-hmm. um yeah i love i love it my nephew is four and, or he's like three and a half and he comes home from daycare with his nails painted all the time. Oh, so I'm cute. sure it's just cute. marker, but he's having, you know, he's having fun. He'll get a little ponytail.
1: Listen, I, I played with, boy, I played Barbies with boys. I played house with boys. Like that's what it was. They like to play with me.
0: Okay, that's a real compliment to you.
1: Great. Yeah, they all wanted to be me. <laughs> I blast
0: them around. That's what happened. So uh, <laughs> CC, do you do a lot of like research for television and makeup in the vintage makeup space? Like, is that part of your work as well?
2: It has been in the past. So, um, I've done a couple of videos. Uh, I've done a couple, I will, d- I did one video with Sophia Nygaard. She's, a um, She used to be on Buzzfeed and now I think she's, you know, she just has her channel where she explores lots of different things. And she did a video about uh, the history of wedding dresses as she was picking her own. And she asked me to come and dress her uh, in different looks. And so that was actually a very interesting Ex, you know, kind of experiment for me because I got to do lots of different looks through history and just got to research like, like over a hundred years. of I mean, it was a hundred years of history, but over a hundred years, because I sort of looked uh, at, at what we are currently doing. And then also a little bit past the, uh, the date where we started our research from. And it was just very interesting, not only her research about the wedding dresses, but about how people wore makeup. And I think that that sort of jump-started my interest, um, my serious interest, I guess, Mm -hmm. in like research. Now I sort of do it for fun and to keep an eye on trends. And like, uh, I think when you know where you've been, you can kind of where you're going, but it's also very uplifting. It's a very uplifting notion to know that the things that we do now are the things that we've been doing for a thousand years. And Mm -hmm. it's not frivolous because I think people really believe that People that work in costume, uh, wardrobe, or styling, and then also hair, makeup, um, and like the you know what they call them the vanities, are kind of frivolous, dumb people. <laughs> yeah, and that it's it's very superficial, right? But it's not because if you feel like absolute garbage and you've ever gotten a makeover, you understand what it does for your spirit, and that's I think that that is something kind of beautiful that people overlook and and don't understand the power that comes with that. And when you're working with actors, I mean, we're very important to them because we help them get into their, you know, into their character, the their mood, their look, their, their era, right. The era that they're supposed to be playing in and it helps transport them. So when they look and in the mirror. And feel like
0: beautiful on camera, you feel confident. Yeah. Like that's like one right. thing you don't have to worry about.
2: Right. Right. Right, or you know, but you can channel a lot more than just beauty, right? So it's like you can channel fierceness. Like if you want to be fierce, you put on some, you know, like come fuck me boots and like bitch and liner, right? Or a red lip or something, and you look like a million bucks. You feel like a million bucks. All right. <laughs> My true. friend was saying, all you need is like the right lipstick and the right bra. True.
1: Yes, that's really true. That's very, 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 very true. Very true. Mm-hmm been a while
0: for me since I've put on the right lipstick and I, I should do that. I should put on the right
2: lipstick and get out in the world. (laughs) It changes you. It changes you and, and you can get, um, a lot of different mood boosts, but yeah. And you know, you'll find through history too, like things that I didn't originally consider makeup now are coming into my orbit. It's changing my perspective as to what makeup is and what beauty is. And, um, what channeling is. Right. So it's like, I also, on you guys know from, from witchy nights, but like, uh, (laughs) that we've had together, but like I read tarot and I, it's a part of my, my personal practice. Um, but all of it, like burning incense and lighting a candle and all of it is part of this ritual to get you in the right mind space
0: to Mm -hmm.
2: confront something. Right. And so it's like beauty and hair and all that stuff, but it's all part of that. It's like getting you in that mind space of this is who I am in this body so that I can bring my inner self, my best inner self forward and manifest things in my life, whatever it is, you know, whether it's that, that job, the interview, the boyfriend, husband, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, or just being the, the best mom that day. You yeah. Know?
1: I mean, I'll tell you sometimes I, I like being at home, with a baby not going anywhere some days i'm like i look so tired i just look so tired i'm so tired and then i put like mascara on and i'm like okay all right i feel better i feel a little better i feel i know that i'm not doing it for anybody nobody's gonna see me except my child and myself i just even when i don't look at myself in the mirror i feel like okay i'm kind of put together like i started wearing clothes again instead of wearing just like sweats because i felt like if I get dressed, I'll feel a little more uh, like myself a little bit. And that I, I think, yeah. I think we lose that. I think you're right. People who like just do makeup to do makeup. Oh, you just want to do makeup to change. It's like, no, you want to do makeup to enhance and to bring out something else in you, something to channel. I love that. Like getting ready is like a channeling session. I think that's I really also, cool. I also
0: think people, CC to your earlier point, people who diminish clothes and makeup and people who work in those industries, so much of that is like stuff that women that's traditionally feminine is considered mm-hmm. like frivolous and play thingy, but things that are traditionally masculine, like sports or sports, uh, are taken yeah. so seriously and given like real gravitas. And it's like, these things are equal weight, you know, like it all, it all like makes us feel good and mm-hmm. gives us the boost that we need or gives us whatever we need. Like the, sp- the, the spirituality thing is really it's really spot on. Like mm-hmm. I, when I touch up my grays, which I, I bought a spray and um, to like cover them when I don't have time to dye my hair and I just want to spray it. And I thought to myself, I spray the gray away and I laughed. I was so proud of my, like, I was like alone in my apartment. Like I'm so funny, but I also felt like a million bucks right after I sprayed it. I was like, and look at me
2: now I'm young and fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I feel like, you know, to, to some people's credit, like I understand the idea of not wanting to feel like a beauty standard is imposed on you. Um, but I think it's really just about perspective. You know, it's not that anyone's telling you, you have to look a certain way. Honestly, most people don't care how you look. That's just the truth. I mean, people might comment, but at the end of the day, they go home to do whatever they're going to do and they don't think about it twice. (laughs) No, they don't go, Oh my God, you know, Janice really had a huge pimple or like, <laughs> Oh, you know, or, or Kara got her haircut. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you notice it in the moment and then you move on with your life. And, yeah. and hopefully that person just ha- continues to have a good day, but it's um, it's just, it really is super personal. It's about you. It's about how you present in the world. And um, one of the things that I kind of spoke about on Friday uh, at this class that I was in is I was talking about how people's perception of you. I mean, there is an element of that, right. And like other people's judgment, but that's their problem. And ultimately you want to make sure that you brought your best self so that when people judge you, you don't have to question whether or not you it's because you failed to bring your best self. It's, they just didn't like you and that's okay. Everyone doesn't have to like you. It's, you know, they'll move on. You'll move on. You'll find somebody who is your crowd. But um, you don't have to wonder if it's just because, you know, oh, they caught me unprepared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready.
2: Yeah. And also it's more, it's a, it's a better judge of you because it's like, well, they're, they're not judging me based on the fact that I, you know, I don't know. I'm not presenting right. But it's like, I'm presenting right. And I'm telling you who I am. And if you don't like it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You I know. love
0: that. Me too. Cece, where can our furries f- support you? Where can they find you? Also, have you ever done the makeup of a Real Housewife?
2: And you don't have to say who. I know you're professional, but just- oh my gosh, I have not done a Real Housewife. No, <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> even though I
0: would love
1: Nana's have- wet dream right there.
0: I'm manifesting that for you this year.
2: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I would love to do that. Uh, no, I haven't. I'm actually, i have about to start a game show this month. Um, Ooh. so I will be booked and, Ooh. um, they can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is my name. It's CC Anderson and my YouTube is the same. And pretty much anywhere you can find me is through CC Anderson on the internet, but I'm working hopefully on having more talks like this, uh, through my own kind of YouTube or maybe possibly a podcast. I haven't quite figured it out, but if you want to know when it's going to happen, you have to follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Perfect. So you better
0: follow first. You better hit that follow. And it is E N. Remember C.C. Anderson. Oh my gosh.
2: You guys, thank you so much for having
0: me. Thanks for being here. It was so fun. So informative. I love it. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Growing Out the Pod. If you want to tell us your hair stories, email us at growingoutthepod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at growingoutthepod. Have a great day and remember, exfoliation is the enemy of
2: ingrowns.
0: Growing out the pod.